Testing, testing, one, two, three. Testing, testing, one, two. Oh, shit. Ooh, <laughs> fucking with the microphone. Is film like milk? Yes. It's got culture in it. And it's, mm. damn it. That <laughs> Whole milk, skim milk, medium milk. I have nipples, Greg. Could you milk Could me? Could you milk me? <laughs> Hi everyone, welcome to our podcast. This is Aged Like Milk, the podcast where we talk about films that have potentially gone bad over time, something you've forgotten about in the back of the fridge. And David, today we have a film that hasn't had much time to age like milk. (laughs) No, it has not. Uh, What is the film today, David? Birds of Prey. Birds of Prey. 2020, I think February it came out. February 2020. That's yeah. right. Yeah. So like a month before the Rona hit. <laughs> yeah. Before the world went into crazy. Yeah. Um, and I'm super excited today because on top of, you know, talking about this podcast with you, my close friend and fellow movie buff, we also have two amazing guests. It's our first time doing two guests, which is super fun. Um, we have Renee Moneymaker. Yes. And hello. Hello. (laughs) And Jeremy, and I'm going to pronounce your last name wrong, even though I know you very well. Jeremy Marinus. I don't think that was my middle name, but yeah, Marinus is fine. Marinus. Jeremy Marinus. Um, Welcome, guys. Thanks so much for joining us on our podcast. Hi. Thanks for having us. Thank you so much. Yeah, I'm happy to be here. So before we dive in and just so people know you're not two random people that we just pulled off the street to be a part of this podcast right (laughs) you're like maybe um why why are you guys here to talk with us about birds of prey i got a message from paris i'm good (laughs) friends with paris um uh we worked together in the last year and uh she said hey i want to have you on my show and i said hey do you want somebody cooler than me and so i brought renee and that's why we're here. <laughs> was busy, so he called me. <laughs> <laughs> but also, you guys worked on this movie. Whoop. <laughs> that was so anticlimactic, Jerry. Let's try that again. You, you guys worked on the movie. Yeah, that's awesome. So um Let's just talk about a little bit who you are. So I obviously pulled up your bios, even though I asked you both to send them to me. Neither of you did, which is fine. I hate you. Um, So (laughs) Renee, you have worked on a ton of stuff. You worked on Avengers Endgame, X-Men, Days of Futures Past, Furious 7. I mean, I like went to your IMDb. Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel. Like Matrix. John Wick, The Hunger Games. (laughs) You've done a lot of shit, mainly in stunts. Is that right? And fight coordinating. That is correct. Yes, you you did you did find my bio, and I do apologize. <laughs> I, uh, I I was working up until about um, five minutes before I jumped on this call. No, um, I will never I will, forgive you. I will get you the rest of the things on your list. No, that's good. No, you have no more, no more things to worry about. And Jeremy, yes, you mentioned we work together on a movie that's coming out next year, which is how we became friends. But you have also done a ton of shit like The Old God. Um, you've done Magnum P.I. I'm just going down your TV randomly. <laughs> Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. John Wick, obviously, is Teenage a big one. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. There it is. Uh, Venom. Michelangelo. Yeah. He was always the good looking one, I think. I don't know. I can't remember. Um, yeah, Power Rangers. Yeah, this is... So you guys, and, and Jeremy also, you're a stunt guy and also a fight coordinator. Um, and obviously, Birds of Prey had loads of stunts. So we're very excited to have you here. 
two awesome. wedding professionals. But yeah, let's dive right into it. So uh, what we usually do is um, one of us gives a little like synopsis of the film. I'm going to let David take this one. Take it away, David. Okay, so um, a young, very attractive and really cool woman is a little bit sad because she was just ended a relationship her boyfriend the joker just broke up with her so she goes out she parties she has a couple drinks does a little bit of drugs whatever and then she gets into a you know bunch of trouble um finds another young lady who's a pickpocket who stole something from this very um mastermind criminal right and they all want it back she makes a bunch of friends and they go toe-to-toe with uh with this bad guy and it all works out in the end awesome um and that's yeah but couldn't have said it better myself (laughs) (laughs) um so yeah so obviously we're just gonna like dive in and talk a little bit about the film and then we want to hear from our guests some like you know behind the scenes info and and sort Mm. of stuff um when you guys were like first presented with the script or when you were you know, approached about being a part of this movie. Was there anything that like really stuck out to you, either bad or good about the film that got you excited or made you sad that you can talk about? Um, Jeremy, do you want to go for, okay, I'll, I'll take this one. I'll go first. Um, yeah. So when I got the call um, from Jojo Sabia, who's our um, coordinator and our team member and longtime friend and um, all that, um, I was stoked. He's like, yeah, I yeah, am have this job if you're available and in town and you know it's kind of up your alley it's like a bunch of fights and you know she's really acrobatic and he's like and roller skates <laughs> and, I, and i was like yeah <laughs> it sounds cool what movie is it and he goes um well it's uh the harley quinn character and i just like my jaw dropped it was over the phone <laughs> you couldn't see me like i was i was being cool um but i was like oh <laughs> uh, i'm here for that yes <laughs> Um, and I immediately just started going into the gym and he's like, yeah, just start, you know, doing trampoline and flips and, you know, brushing up on all that stuff. And it was just, um, definitely one of those dream jobs where, um, I got to utilize, um, you know, kind of my strengths and, um, my background, I was a gymnast. And so I always really love when I can kind of utilize those skills, like when I can be acrobatic or flip around and, um, and I'd, I'd really love the premise of the movie, how, uh, <laughs> She's such a fun character, right? But she's very, very so dark, fun. Right? Yeah, and I love, I love the premise that this is a breakup movie. Like it's funny. <laughs> she's like in her onesie, like eating like cheese and ice cream and crying. It's like, come on, she we've gets all a dog. Been there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> a big, a very big dog. Yeah. She does all these like radical things to try to get over her ex, and you know, she has like her strong moments and her weak moments. Um, yeah, it was just definitely something you know you could relate to i love that so with um you said you had like a gymnastics background is there anything else that you've done or you know continue with training to uh, to be able to do what you do and um talk a little bit about that sure yes um yeah growing up i was a gymnast i was a earned a scholarship i was a collegiate gymnast um so up until that point up until i was about 23 years old i only ever did gymnastics um which is great because it made me really good at gymnastics. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I entered the um, stunts in the film world and, uh, you know, the world just kind of opened up and I got to start learning, um, you know, martial arts, which I absolutely love. And one of the great things about our job is that, 
you never know it all. Even uh, this job I'm preparing for now, um, you know, I just, one of the reasons I was, you know, working so late is I was taking a fencing lesson, something I've never done before, but oh, you know, nice. that's something that might be in the film. So, you know, kind of prepping and preparing for that. Um, and uh, being involved with um, 8711, which is the team, um, you know, Jeremy is a part of, or we're a part of, um, they are a um, action design company, um, very, you know, um, fight design based. Um, we are so, a part of, but they are. <laughs> funny. No, Anyways, no, no, sorry. no. Um, but uh, yeah, so, and um, whenever I get to do a job with them, you know, we're always learning, brushing up on our martial arts and training different things um, in that regards. We do a lot of judo, some jujitsu, boxing, kickboxing. Um, and yeah, Jeremy, you want to add anything to that? Yeah, I mean, um, when I when I joined the film, actually, I was in between other jobs, and I just got brought on as a two-week ND guy. Um, what does that mean, Jeremy? Uh, nondescript uh, stunt guy. So basically, I come in, I don't have a name, I goon number three or whatever, and nice. you know, like get that's my favorite fight. guy. Yeah. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> and um, so for me, it was like. Uh, like a reunion, like getting to work with all my friends that I haven't gotten to work with in a long time. A lot oh, of our awesome. closest uh, friends, um, as Renee was saying, were a part of that. And um, and Paris, you know John Valera. He was uh, he was yes. actually helping uh, stunt coordinate that as well with our other two mentors, Danny Hernandez and Jojo Eusebio. And so I just came on to have fun and play in the playhouse and jump on the trampoline and and pester Renee for two weeks. I have to. I- I do have to say that Playhouse looked like a lot of fun. If you haven't seen the movie, you should watch it. It's like at the very end, it's like insane. Yeah, and they, they have they so shot... many videos and just pictures of us acting like idiots in that place. <laughs> <laughs> they shot this in uh, L.A., right? Yeah, uh, WB um, nice. Studios. Nice. And nice. then um, I thought after that two weeks, I was done on the show. I went and went back to the old guard because I was on the old guard at the time, training Charlize, and then. Um, so I went back to that, helped out on that. And then somewhere in the summer, um, our boss, Chad came in and said, Hey, I need you to train, um, Margot Robbie with Jojo and, uh, and, and when JV gets back, cause JV wasn't there at the time. So I started training Margot all my bat tricks, like, um, doing a bunch of bat stuff. I, I put some stuff up like just doing a bunch of cool releases and throws and bouncing it off people's heads and stuff. And, um, and I think Renee was busy the first week or two. And then she, she came into full swing of like Margot doing like three hour training days and Renee had to come in and train early with me um, for what, like an hour, hour and a half, two hours, yeah. maybe before yeah. Margot would train for the next uh, two months. So Renee would be basically training for two hours and then like teaching, helping teach Margot the choreography because every time we teach actors and actresses um, how to do fights, we always have their doubles do them next to them or Mm -hmm. do the same scene next to them so that they can, you know, kind of copy. And um, yeah, so Renee definitely had her work cut out for her and and had a lot of stuff to do then. But um, yeah, so I just, I jumped on for mostly the reshoots, which was most, mostly the action scenes. And I think, cool. I think the end, end scene, I believe. Yeah, um, the, um, like the car chase. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so 
that was my involvement. I, I got to be there and play and, and hang out with everybody. And Renee, you, just... oh, you were actually Mago's stunt double, right, for this? Yes. Yes, I was. Cool. And uh, I'm just going to kind of piggyback on a little bit of that because Jeremy's being very modest. Um, anyone who's listening right now, um, <laughs> if you don't know who he is, Google Jeremy Marina's stuntman or tricker and just watch what this guy can do. He's in, an insane human. You call him an <laughs> alien sometimes. So you're Thank just you. like, how are you? You call me pockets. How are you a human? Uh, he is incredible. He's also just wildly creative. And um, a lot of the things you see in the movie um, that I'm doing, uh, you know, he had a huge part in creating that, um, you know, in the uh, the jail sequence and the rain and the evidence room and the um, the police station, um, which, you know, we did a lot of that on reshoots. Jeremy, kind of, you know, big mastermind behind that. That's so awesome. So, well, thank yeah. you. Mm-hmm. And that's the last nice thing I'm going to say about it. <laughs> the rest is just mainly yeah. insults. You don't have to say Fuck it. Fuck you, guys. So, feel it. <laughs> so, Jeremy, they like, so for some of those scenes, um, they bring you in and you say, like, this should flow this way, this should go that way. Um, like, how, you know, how much input um, do you so, put in so on those in scenes? Our- in our team, it's kind of ran like half business, half karate dojo. So there's definitely different tiers of um, bosses. And um, I was no way, shape, or form a boss on this show, but my bosses, JoJo and JV, would appoint me like, hey, I need something flashy here that's not too long and uh, maybe quick beats here. And I'll just give them a, a, we call it the Chinese menu. And I'll say, these are the things that I think would fit here. And then they would say, okay. And then they would pick, right? Because they were yeah. technically the choreographers. So I would just, you know, do my tricks. And the trick is something a whore does for money. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> I would do my tricks and, and they would get to pick and, and I would help come up with the beats. And, you know, I have enough say where if if something's not gelling well or, you know, I've worked with Renee for so long, maybe since I think 2010, we started working together. Yeah. Um, I, I kind of know her, what, what, what's in her, you know, her field, like what, what she can do and what she can't do in terms of uh, almost everything really. But um, I can tell if, if it's her move, movements not gelling with the other stunt guys or vice versa. So I can say, you know, I can pinpoint, Hey, I think this is not working if we do it like this, blah, blah. blah. And then the choreographers will make the final decision. So that's um, awesome it's obviously yeah. hard as well because like when you watch the movie the fight scenes are so well timed obviously to the music but when you're putting this together you have no idea like what pieces of music they're gonna it, it use, was definitely right? a lot of teamwork right uh going on like there this this movie if any movie would have taught us that um not just one person could do it and and you know you really need to have your friends and your you know, your colleagues really back you up. And, and I think that's why it was so successful. Nothing but love. I love yeah, that. Yeah. Well, obviously the podcast is Age Like Milk. So usually, I mean, this is our most recent film. This came out in 2020. We're making the podcast in 2020. So usually when we like talk about a film, a lot of time has passed or at least a little bit of time has passed. And we are able to like pinprick things that have like really stood out to us about that maybe haven't aged well over time. Since it's such a current movie, I am going to throw it over to David to see if anything really jumped out at him about the movie. But this is in no, you know, we always say in the podcast, like we're film fans, like 
everybody that made this movie is like a hero of ours. So this is definitely not to like make anyone feel yeah. bad. <laughs> I, well, I mean, I don't really think as far as our brand of age like milk, I don't think anything really ages like milk, but um, I do think there are a lot of interesting points in this movie, whether it's storyline or the director, um, Kathy Ann, I think uh, some of the stuff I read about her is super interesting where she came from. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know, there's a lot of good stuff in here. Um, basically, you know, the women empowerment aspect mm-hmm. of it, I thought was really cool. Really good actors in those roles. Um, they definitely tried to create I think at the very end when you see like the five of them framed up mm -hmm. it's like very clear that they made the deliberate choice to have like a lot of inclusivity and I loved that like I loved that like it was a real cross-section of women definitely and uh researching Black Canary's um you know role looking back when they when DC first put her out there in the comic books she didn't have that singing voice or like that power um it was you know uh, written or you know drawn as a white woman mm. and a couple of the black canaries that have been through like cw shows or a couple of the instances she's been in like black arrow they've mostly been white white women so to cast um to cast that black canary role i thought was kind of cool is it journey smollett yeah yeah uh who's a, an, an amazing actor um i thought that was kind of interesting coming you know they just kind of said no we're not going with the comic book version we'll we'll cast what we want to cast so and that to actually add on to that point I don't know if Jeremy and Renee if you did any research into like the Holly Quinn character but I looked into it a lot and I think it's really interesting like to even look at like the costumes that she's had over time like this version obviously like the Margot Robbie version the Suicide Squad and the Birds of Prey like it's definitely like of the time but she also seems like much more like I I was reading a lot of articles and it's like you know like uh holly quinn like feminist icon and then it's like a question mark though (laughs) (laughs) like they kind of like pose it like is it is she because like you know even in the start of this movie like she's i mean she's so broken up about the guy but like one thing that really stuck out to me is like all of a sudden she breaks up with the joker and now all these people are coming after her like she basically had this like scary figure yeah Yeah. if you if you want immunity yeah pretty much yeah and that she couldn't hang on her own her friend said it when she was like buying margaritas at that uh, mexican restaurant that Mm -hmm. uh, she can't stand on her own um being joker's girl gave me immunity and then she tells um i forget what was the girl's name is it uh the pickpocket cassie yeah, Cassie, um, her character, you know, if you want the boys to respect you, you have to show them you are serious. And, you know, she started taking on some of that power, some of that leadership role, starts her own business. Yeah. Oh, yeah. she start, She actually, <laughs> she actually, when she's like drunk at the bar, she actually says, I wrote it down as a quote, a Harlequin is nothing without a master, which is like kind of a huge contrast towards to the end of the film mm-hmm. where she like is in this like boss bitch group like yeah. it definitely well that's the growth right yeah yeah but what's interesting is though she ha- i feel like she had that growth she, uh beforehand and then got in the relationship with droker mm-hmm. and then was kind of um you know uh where she had to be kind of self-sufficient or not self-sufficient in a relationship but she got her phd beforehand she was uh you know kind of abandoned by her father as they do that little intro and backstory but you know she went to college got her phd i think that's that's pretty empowering and then yeah she gets in that uh pretty uh (laughs) pretty bad relationship yeah uh, with the joker and then yeah 
Oh, hell breaks loose. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely not a healthy relationship between Harley Quinn and the Joker, but that's why I think I love this movie so much because like they don't even really, I think there's like one flashback of him. He doesn't really make an appearance. Yeah. They don't show his face. They just show him pulling her out of that vat of acid. Right. Yeah. At the Acme plant or whatever. Yeah. So I, and I don't know why if they just didn't want to get, um, try to get him involved. Jared Leto. Yeah. Jared Leto involved. I'm not sure. Or just didn't want to have him be any type of, you know, play any type of role in this movie because it's about like her growth. Yeah, that was story. that was my take on it. Was like this was a this was her story. Yeah. Was it going to be about him? I actually they so the the title of the film is Birds of Prey, but I read that they and then now of course it's like the emancipation of Harley Quinn. They actually uh, no, it was the emancipation of Harley Quinn. Oh, and then, of right, one Harley Quinn. Of yeah. one Harley Quinn, and then it was long title. Yeah, and then uh, I actually they were uh, they were working with that, and then they shortened it to Birds of Prey because like it didn't test well, I think. Um, with that, like Jeremy was saying, that's the very long title, so they shortened. Yeah, it, it was actually it was all released in the theater with that long title, and it wasn't like this is my understanding at least they released it that way, and then they kind of just shortened it after the <laughs> release. <laughs> It's just funny because, like, you know, for most of these, like, um, like superhero or anti-superhero type movies, you know, like, the Joker is called the Joker. Like, if you didn't know the world, you might not know that Birds of Prey includes Harley Quinn. Yeah, if you weren't big in the comic books. Yeah, if you yeah. didn't know, like, the hero world. Yeah. But, yeah. Super and I think they pulled, because um, Margot Robbie was in um, pretty, you know, from the start of it in the production and writing of it. And when She's were, a producer on this. Yeah, yeah. When they were putting this together, and uh, I was reading, they just went through like a ton of different comic book stories and just kind of picked different pieces from those that they really liked and kind of um, wove the story together, which was super interesting. Yeah. What was it like working so closely alongside her, you guys? She is an incredible woman, and She's I really, nice. she is. I don't have enough. Like, I can't. I could go on the whole rest of the time on this podcast about <laughs> how incredible she is. <laughs> She's one in a million. There's nobody else like her. Um, I'm, I'll, I'll say mine and then Jeremy, you can, because I know you're, di- you're dying too. But um, yeah, just major woman crush. She is the hardest. That's what I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, me and you would sit on the side and talk about what everything we had crushes on her for. Yeah. <laughs> but but I mean, woman crush. I mean, she's absolutely gorgeous, but it was more than that. I mean, just her work ethic. She start was starring in a movie and producing a movie, and she took her jobs very seriously. Um, and what I adored about her is sometimes, you know, sometimes we'd get her for a few hours, and sometimes we'd get her, and this is all the way back to principal photography. Sometimes she'd come in and she'd be like, I'm really sorry, you guys. I have 40 minutes. That's all I have wow. today. And she would put a timer on her phone, and she would set her phone down, and it would stay there, and she would give you all of her for that 40 minutes and she listened so intently and she is just one of those people you can show her how to do something you can let her try it three times and then she has it um she's just really gifted um athletically and really able to mimic and pick up on things really well she gave me a run for my money because (laughs) she did she kept me on my toes because she learned so fast and she was so good that i had to 
I had to be better than her. Renee's <laughs> like, and I'm here too. I have, I'm, yeah. I'm also here. This is why you guys got me. By the time you got there, she had already learned all the like release and catches of the bat. So like Renee was learning how to throw the bat and catch him behind her back without looking that was, a while. I was actually yeah. thinking that was that. really skillful. Yeah, that I wrote was that all down. real, by the so, way. I think the when she bounces it off the ground and does the run it back. Was when she bounced it off the ground. Right. So did when she bounces it on the ground and it hits uh Sam Hargrave. Uh and he does a big flat back onto his neck. It's not yeah. I guess not a flat back, but super taco onto his neck super taco. Uh, He's a, you guys super taco. everyone, everyone yeah. listening is like whoa is that like a technical thing yeah when it you is, when, when you see a stunt man land yeah, it's a sex thing the credit man card. or woman land on their neck and their legs touch their forehead it's called a taco taco that's yeah funny. if, it's if like you think about reverse scorpion yeah, exactly <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah um i remember the day that jeremy was my first day um, learning all these bat combos and releases and whatever. And I was just like, so you guys, I was like, Jeremy, how long do you think it's going to take her to learn this? And he goes, oh, she already knows these all. I'm just catching you up. And I was oh, like, wow. Shit. You're like, cool. Okay. So, yeah. So did you guys both do them in, in some of the scenes? Because um, that was what, one of the things I wrote down. Like, which scenes, um, Renee, did they have you doing? And did they have... Uh, Margo doing was that bat scene one of them or like the cell phone kick um yeah so pretty much um anytime you see her flipping around or um getting thrown into a bus um jumping out <laughs> of a, a car, car <laughs> kick through a car door um any anytime like that, that that's around. me yeah <laughs> Um, <laughs> that's really funny they're like okay so this yeah. one actually involves like, held some her own pain. pretty well with the choreographer choreographer yeah yeah, she did great. Um, anytime we could plug her in, um, she did. And then a lot of the um, the jail sequence, um, she's sliding around and when the guys sprinklers are on. Guys. Seriously, that was yeah. like one of my favorite, uh, one of my favorite scenes of this whole movie. Yeah, Just because cool. it's like, okay, so she's gonna fight all these guys. Let's make it wet now. Yeah. Also, oh <laughs> let's my do gosh, that. Don't even you gotta get make started. it wet. That WAP song <laughs> came out of your teeth. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Um, we could probably edit, uh, my roommate could probably edit that song in that scene and, and yeah. see what happens. <laughs> um, it's so, it's so funny because like, now that I know like a tiny bit about like stunts, like nothing, I know nothing, but like watching the guys on the movie that Jeremy and I just worked on, it was funny. Like I was watching it with my partner and he was like, he didn't say something about the masks, but he said like, Oh, this is freaky. They're wearing like the masks at the end. And I was like, yeah, that's probably because they have like 12 stunt guys and we already saw their faces in the jail scenes <laughs> and it's the same people because I was watching and I'm like, this is creepy <laughs> with the masks, but I could like totally tell like Who that is? they were reusing people. Oh, I yeah. guess that's like a trick they have to do if you've got like they, one, one they stunt They were, team. but not as much as you probably think. There was a lot of stunt guys there. There was a lot. And, I probably um, only played three people in that. Well, really? no, one person in, in the mask scene. I played one person. No, yeah, one person. Oh, no, two people. Sorry. Yeah, it's uh, just. Well, sorry, Renee, I cut you off. Oh, um, I don't she's like, remember. how? Oh, no, you? I was just saying there. <laughs> lost everything I was gonna say. No, um, yeah, there was. We had a lot of guys, and um, actually, when we came back into the jail sequence, um, it was during reshoots, and um, I think we had a lot of different guys in there. Um, but yeah, definitely a movie yeah. trick, and I don't think that was the purpose of the mask. I think it was just like a weird, creepy 
DC. Oh, it was super Gotham creepy. Flair. Because <laughs> we shot that. Because yeah, that's when Black Mass put his on too. Yeah. For the first right. time. Yeah. And that was a scene that I came to do in uh, principal photography, actually. So mm -hmm. that was already in it. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. What a. So how do they? Do they just hire your guys' company, or is there a casting director that goes through and hires every single stunt guy or woman? Does it, or is it just uh, your guys' company comes in and then you guys pick? who for what scenes and then piece that together for them great question david well that's why i'm here no, it's um, generally on any film it would be up to the stunt coordinator to submit if if it's based on looks the stunt coordinator will submit the looks to the director and the casting director okay. and they'll go through that but for the most part especially for masks and stuff like that the stunt coordinators will just choose who their best talent is who they can trust uh, throwing or um Swinging, you know, props in front of uh, actors' faces. <laughs> <laughs> Please don't hit her. So, yeah, her face is worth yeah, a lot of money. Yeah. The stunt coordinator's job just to handle that. Um, okay. And then if yeah, ba base if it's based off looks, the director will step in. Gotcha. You and McGregor, how was it working with him? Like he just seems like a legend, and he's so funny in this movie. Yeah, I thought he crushed this movie. He, I thought he was hilarious in the movie. Um. He was so cool. Um, we actually didn't get to work a lot together, but he didn't have a lot of action. So he wasn't, you know, um, training with us, you know, day in, mm. day out, like some of the other actresses were. Um, but actually, I think he just loved to train. And so he would kind of sneak in here and there and just, <laughs> he just like, hey, shows up. Like, hey guys, <laughs> he was like, he really didn't have a lot of um, action per se. And um, yeah, but um, no, he was always really kind and, and sweet and, um, I, uh, I didn't get to see a lot of his scenes during filming. and But when I watched it, I thought he was hilarious. Yeah, I thought there's some great acting in this movie. I really thought he was like a bit, him and um, who plays his sidekick? Chris uh, Mancina. Chris Messina. Yes, yeah, which I am a huge fan of. Um, yeah, their dynamic was so funny. <laughs> yeah, because they, they keep you kind of on your toes. Like, uh, yeah, you're like, like you're yeah, you're leaning one way and then you're like, oh, no. Nah. And then you're like back to wait, wait a minute. <laughs> yeah. And it's yeah. just also there's like a weird sexual chemistry there between their yeah. characters yeah. where you're like, are they fucking? Like, That's what's what going on? Yeah. yeah. I really love that they took it there. Yeah. Um, so I actually have a question for you, Renee, because, you know, you you are a female stunt uh, person. And I noticed just on the last movie that we worked on in the stunt world, it's a lot more guys than girls. Um, what has your experience been like? How have stunts changed over time? Have you noticed more women coming to stunts or, you know, can you talk a little bit about your experience as the industry has changed? Sure. Um, I will say that there has been, uh, there has been a change recently, I would say in the last, um, like three to five years. Mm -hmm. Um, you're definitely seeing a lot more lead female action roles, um, which is awesome because it makes our job a lot more fun. Um, definitely a, a, a film set, very male dominated, um, stunts, very male dominated, but, um, I will say that, um, more, re I mean, birds of prey, I mean, we had almost more girls than guys at, at a certain point. Right. In our, uh, stunt did, gym. It, did everyone have their own stunt person? Like each of the women, for, especially yes. for that last scene? Yeah, they did. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then uh, sometimes we, you know, you have two units going, and so you have doubles of doubles. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, but yeah, I would say that is definitely something that's changing, and you're also um, 
female coordinators are getting uh, a lot more opportunities now, which is great. And I think, you know, down the road, I think um, the level and the caliber is really going to grow as far as um, female performers and female coordinators um, now that um, those opportunities are there. Um, so pick, kind of, well, kind of piggybacking, I guess this is a little off topic, but so when, He's like, what's your favorite color? Yeah, like, yeah. David, that is way off topic. <laughs> I can't wait. I can't Orange. wait. Shoot. <laughs> um, <laughs> so when you do a role for somebody like you worked with like Jennifer Lawrence or now, uh, Margot Robbie, do they bring you in now when you're available to do like another film, another film, um, and keep that consistent or is it still, you know, do they just kind of piece it together? Are they more likely to come grab you if they have another, uh, role? Well, for it, you? Just, um, it just depends on the, on your relationship. And, um, I will say with, uh, with Jennifer Lawrence, uh, we've done eight films together. Holy um, crap. That's a lot yeah. of films. We've done a lot. And so um, now when she has an action film, she will request me um, or she'll let me know, hey, I got this coming up. Um, do you want to do it with me? And um, I love working with her. She's my absolute favorite. Um, yeah, she, she but yeah, just awesome. So that's kind of our relationship. Um, sometimes um, with, uh, with Brie Larson, um, you know, I had worked, it, it was more like the coordinator, like the coordinator had hired me on, um, you know, Avengers to double her and then um, kind of the same moving forward with Captain Marvel. And they had worked for that coordinator a lot and just kind of like, oh yeah, we're going to you know, use her for free. So can I ask, can I ask a stupid question then? Do stunt coordinators or sorry, stunt people and, and fight, like, do you guys have agents? I have an agent that I only use for um, like commercials. Okay. Um, but I do, I do not have an agent. So there's no such thing as like a stunt. Cause it sounds to me like you, you know, like the fight coordinator or like the fight choreographer gets hired and then they bring in like the people that they think would fit best for the team. It's not like an agent is like vying for you to get the role of Brie Larson's stunt double. Right. Right. Yeah. I would say it's very, uh, very different than uh, the acting world in, in that case. Um, yeah, it's, you know what we, we work really heavily on reputation um, your your caliber you know your um character and your reputation weighs very heavy um we're like we're like any other department like your department head usually picks who they want to work with that's yeah, all right. it is yeah i mean i knew that obviously i know <laughs> so much about that i'm just asking you know the questions of the listeners who like might not know jeremy yeah. <laughs> um no I, I didn't mean to sound like that i'm just you're like um, duh no no it's you're um it's cool that people are seeing stunt people kind of in the front more now as if they're actors, but the actual department uh, services the movie just like any other department. Um, you have one head and the head kind of calls the shots. Uh, uh, again, unless it's something that has to do with in front of the camera, like looks. Would you say it's like, would you say it's a small community? Like, do you guys know a lot of the same people from the movie world? big now would you say would you i'm Look sorry everybody's instagram they all say stunt man well it's good, you know like I, you know like it's it's i'm just wondering if it's I can like juggle <laughs> i can juggle i'm a stunt I'm man, a stunt man. No. no i'm just wondering if it's like a small community you know like if you kind of end up working on the same movies over and over again with the same kind of people like if how it works i would say absolutely it feels like a very small world to me um because there's a lot of people that um I've heard about for years, but have never actually met. Same, um, yeah. Yeah, and then when you do, it's like, oh, I feel, oh, it's so nice to meet you. I feel like I know, you know, it, it is a very small world. And um, 
but I think you do tend to work for, you know, you're kind of, you, you have your crews and your teams and. You yeah. Know. You tend to, you tend to, um, especially when we travel as much as we do, like, like right now I'm gone for six months. And, um, when you choose the crew that's going to come with you, you got to choose people you trust and totally. people that you can spend 12 uh, hours a day with for the next six months yeah. without Away getting from your to family see and friends your and significant yep. other. Yeah. Uh-huh. You know, so, I was about to say, I'd like to see more uh, women uh, hero heroic movies that are not necessarily superheroes because then you really break away from the whole male because the it, it was a male dominant thing growing up to to read comic books right yeah mm-hmm. so i want to see you know just badass women be heroes and not necessarily i i guess i'm also just tired of superhero movies yeah i'm, yeah, not, the, I'm not i, but, I, I, I mean, know what you're saying be the hero yeah. but not wear the suit like um yeah, what is it not try to outbeat not try to outbeat the men at their game, which they've already done with Captain Marvel and Birds, yeah. but well, let's but do, what let's I'm saying I mean, is like, I'm not, I'm not tired. Yeah. Like, it doesn't make it a better movie because it's a superhero movie for me. You know, yeah. like, I loved Atomic Blonde. Yeah, um, I was going to say, I think that, you, you know, know and, I mean? and Renee, you were kind of touching on it a little bit before, you know, like talking about how you're seeing more women in stunt women roles because there's more action opportunities for women now like i think charlie's theron is a great example of a a a-list actress who's like consistently working in the action space like you've got right you know all the mad max franchises she just did the old guard like and i just saw her talking on a panel semi-recently at comic-con and she was like i love doing action films but like that wasn't necessarily the case like 20 years ago Mm -hmm. it was like a much more limited pool i feel like yeah, and I totally like these uh, these women. Well, not yeah, like you, Jeremy was saying, not like with superpowers, but Hunger Games was one of my favorite like trilogies, yeah. and I love Jennifer Lawrence in she's that. She's a badass, and she's just you know uh, like a young adult that just wins. She kicks ass. David's so. probably just saying yeah. he has a crush on. I do have a crush on. Her. <laughs> she, Who she, doesn't? She, yeah. Uh, she's gorgeous. No, I I agree though, and it's I, I love that too because it's she's a hero and she's strong without being like I'm a tough chick, you know. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know what that's, I'm saying? That's she's just kind of getting that. She's just who she is. She yeah. rises to the occasion yeah, essentially, and, she's just, and it's as basically to start good. to protect her little sister. Yeah, and she's just yeah. thrown into it, and she's like, I'm gonna do what I can to get out of here. Yeah. And that's what I yeah. loved about the Harley Quinn character is she wasn't trying to be like a tough evil villain she just was she was very you know she you just was she was, yeah. she was cool yeah, yeah. like and she was a cool character i really did like her as a super anti-hero you know? yeah. yeah and she even says at the end of the movie um you know people are scared of the joker people are scared of uh roman Silas, but they should be scared of me yeah. Uh, when she's on that bridge, I think she's which I scary think as cool, hell. Yeah. yeah, I'm just saying, I think that was a cool. I was cool scared of her, her by how erratic she was. Like in the club, when she jumps on that guy's legs, like she breaks him in half. <laughs> that was, was like, awesome. There was a lot of like limb. <laughs> that, that was breaking. pleasurable for all of us. <laughs> yeah. That was amazing. I gotta say, that's, like, that's our good friend Daniel Bernhardt. He's in yeah. every John Wick movie and every Matrix movie. And all yeah, the they really stories. fucked yeah. up his legs, though. <laughs> yeah, um, awesome. But they did that in, in another scene. She was like hitting someone with like a fucking piece of metal and his leg gets broken. He, I think his leg gets oh, caught in the door. He like, and then and it breaks and then one he breaks way, breaks his another leg way. That's on the ground. Yeah. And I was kind of, 
uh, funny to me because I was like, oh, that's an MCL and an ACL. I was <laughs> oh, like, yeah. I said it in my head. I was like, he's out six to eight weeks. <laughs> <laughs> here's, yeah. here's a new drinking game. If you rewatch Birds of Prey, take a take a shot for every ball hit you see. Because every oh, nut okay. shot. Oh, what? Yeah. What? Every nut shot. Oh, a bull hit. director was really loved nut shots. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah, funny. I would be like, well, what, what should we do here? How about the nuts? Let's hit him in the nuts again. Oh, Throw that ball at his nuts. How about that bowling ball in the nuts? So, I, yeah, I get him. Baseball bat to the nuts. I do have to say, I read that Mago really pushed for this to have an R rating, and mm-hmm. I think it worked really well. Like, though. With the cocaine? Well, with the cocaine, but also like some of the really like really violent stuff. Like, listen, I don't know what's going on with me, but I have seen like four things recently where people's faces get cut off. Yeah. And it's fucked up. Like, why is that a thing that we're doing in TV? You like like it. Yeah. I don't like Well, look how good Deadpool did. Like you really right? Yeah. As a rated R superhero or anti-superhero movie. So, um, and that's, I think that's what the studio's got to know too. I read because, you know, you cut out some viewership with teenagers because they couldn't go see it by themselves. So, Mm -hmm. you know, if you're putting money up behind this movie, you got to take these things into consideration. Yeah. So I, I it's just like, it's just, I think it's fun because like, okay, this is my take on it. Like Harley Quinn, like she's kind of crazy, but she's also like very cutesy in a way. I mean, she's got these pigtails. She's like, like she does like, she does like crazy stuff, but she's like cute about it kind of in a way. (laughs) And then like, you and I don't want to like do a spoiler but like if you haven't seen the movie like go see it or just like skip this part but like at the very end like Ewan McGregor explodes into like 20 pieces and like falls into the (laughs) ocean like that is crazy and fucked up and I was like watching it I'm like wow they really went like out at the end they're like oh women power and like we're all buddies and then they fucking explode (laughs) this guy um so yeah the violence is like a fun juxtaposition and yeah and going back to her look by the way um something renee didn't speak about earlier when we were talking about the work ethic um there were times where renee and margo were in two hours three hours before the whole crew just to get that makeup on Mm. so crazy they would be there two or three hours before then renee would come rehearse i'm sure margo was rehearsing her lines having meetings whatnot and then they'd work the whole day. And then while everybody just ripped off their masks, took off their clothes, changed and went home, these two had to stay back for however much longer it took to yeah, clean it, it, it was all a, it was a three hour in and a <laughs> Every day. 40, she looked like a, a zombie. And <laughs> a 45 minute out. Renee looked like shit. Is that, um, <laughs> Renee looked like shit. Thank you for your honesty. Um, there were some is, days, sorry, real good. There were some days, bags. actually, actually during the, when we were shooting the fun house, those were really long days. And I think towards the end of the week, we were, it was, we would, you know, the beginning of the week, we would start doing days, but she we had would to work jump so long. Trampolines. We would get into <laughs> nights. And I just, I have a photo of me, like, it's like three in the morning. We're still working. I'm like, sitting down i just look i look like the saddest clown like i'm like <laughs> my makeup is like sweating off like i it, it's like the saddest most i wonder if i can send that to you so what kind of so that was going to be my question so when they did that sprinkler scene in that by those cells is there a special kind of uh makeup they put on there so it doesn't all run off right away or they... so yeah. <laughs> she still looks like that yeah. <laughs> see how white she was so they got <laughs> big, big permanent tattoo. Yeah. Um, yeah, you know what they would do? It was a little bit of a trial and error, um, and we did camera tests to see what the makeup would do um, under the rain and sliding, sliding around and all that. 
they would just um they would do the best that they could they would put extra sealer on um they would do extra coats um just knowing that it would uh, you know eventually start wearing off yeah. they would touch up as best that they could and um you know what it did for margo and me because we we're sliding around on our knees a bunch and all that um they eventually i think they did probably touch up some stuff digitally because there were some days where i'm like i'm not even i'm tan under here harley got a tan um, that was pretty funny <laughs> yeah i think this is a really good opportunity to give a big shout out to um the hair and makeup department for this film yeah. um they were just absolute rock stars and professionals and just very calm through the whole process again every morning three hours before work you know they're we were the first ones in last ones out um and they were just amazing um deb um, denover and adrutha lee um they were the heads of the hair makeup and again just nailed it um my wig never came off um, my makeup was solid um there were so many times like they did such a great job that i don't look like margot robbie at all <laughs> but, don't lie you look exactly but, like uh, her they, twins <laughs> All the time, people would come up to me and think it was her. Like it was, they did such an incredible job at matching us. Well, we we love that on this podcast because we always try to do a shout out. Um, and you know, I think you know, you've hit the nail on the head. Like it's a it's a team team sport making a movie. So that's so awesome that you recognize the abilities of those people. I think that's really awesome. Absolutely, and they were so yeah, they were really amazing. And um, you know, there was yeah, you get really close with those people again. You know, we were in those tiny little shorts, and they literally had to um, airbrush my butt cheeks every morning. Sure. <laughs> well, I, I still do that every morning. So <laughs> David's not even on a movie, and he loves it. If you can't tone it, tan it. Normal? Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> exactly, Jeremy. That's what Jeremy's I'm... like, should I get like a home spray tan? I don't know. I got um, the good skin. I'm good. You're good. <laughs> you're good. You got the good skin. <laughs> um, David, was there anything else that like really stuck out to you? Um, I mean, I like, so guys, we do, do multiple of these, right? And I like some of the lines that people say and normally do age like milk and I do terms that didn't age well or whatever. But we'll see if this one age as well or doesn't but she said slimy little jizz nozzle about oh, the, about the joker on. she goes that's slimy little jizz nozzle so we'll see if that if that i uh, think jizz nozzle is a fantastic yeah well i'm just saying we'll see if that wow. sticks around a lot or you know if it falls off slimy is a bit aggressive but jizz nozzle i enjoy yeah. but together that's what it feels like to be sexually harassed i'm just <laughs> yeah. saying just the worst visual i'm new to this <laughs> oh it's amazing i've heard all the uh other words going the other way, but I've never heard that one. Wow. Exactly. Hey, it's, it's a bad. It was a bad breakup between Margot. Yeah, it was like, well, yeah. good times. Canceled. Okay, so please quickly share like your favorite memory from the movie, if you wouldn't mind. Either of you, jump in. Go ahead. I have two Margot Margot favorites, but um, yeah, Brene, do you want to start us off? Uh, no, I don't. Uh, <laughs> oh, one's catching me off guard. <laughs> I know. So, I like to do so... that. My uh, one of two was one, we have a Bruce. And if you don't have a Bruce, get yourself a Bruce. A, a lot like Harley's character has Bruce. But we have a Bruce. He's our stunt guy. He takes a lot of big hits. He did a lot of stuff in John Wick 4 for us. And um, me and John Blair done, are. I was about to John say, Wick John Wick 4, isn't that about to start? Oh, sorry. <laughs> John Wick 3. I, I was thinking about next year. Sorry. Yes. He's oh, going to be a. Yeah, you guys yeah. edit that out. Yeah. Well, now I know he takes a big hit in John Wick 4. Spoiler. Thank you. Um, <laughs> No, but um, uh, 
when we'd be on set, there's snacks on the crafty truck that you don't get on set. And me and John Valera, we always sniff out the chicken salad. So one day Bruce got us our chicken salad, our daily chicken salad. And Margo comes over and she goes, uh, I'm not going to even attempt the Aussie accent. But she says, what the fuck is that? Like chicken salad and crackers, baby. And she's like, I want chicken salad and crackers. And we were like, you need one word. She was like, what is that? We said, just yell Bruce at the top of your lungs. And we were in the uh, evidence room in that fight scene with the mercenaries. And she goes, Bruce! And you just hear, like, from way far in the back, Bruce goes, hi! And, and Bruce <laughs> runs over. And uh, John, John Blair goes, uh, Margot needs chicken salad and some crackers. And I think within two minutes, uh, Bruce runs back, grabs it from the crafty truck, comes back. And from then on, Margot was like, every set now is chicken, chicken salad and crackers. And that's Love what it, it is. <laughs> and that was our, our, our thing to share with her. But my other most favorite um, time on the movie was, other than um, watching Renee get her ass whooped the whole time, <laughs> was, uh, was when we were in the same scene in the evidence room, I noticed that there were these stickers on all the prop evidence boxes. And if the... Uh, prop department listens to this ever they'll probably hate me but which they obviously will because the... our, our podcast is gonna friggin blow up <laughs> now that we've had you rock stars on here so watch out so i started ripping off the evidence um uh stickers and they were all different oh colors God, jeremy and i started <laughs> sticking them on um our action director chad stahelski he, he directed all the john wicks and he's also our team um owner at 8711 I started sticking them on his back and I turned it into a game with Margot where we, we would see who can get the most stickers on his back without him noticing. And if you know, Chad, Chad will kill any UFC fighter, you know, right now, anybody, he will kill them in, in two seconds flat. He's a terrifying man. He's a terrifying man. And his Good to know. deadly. Like and, if he would have uh, caught Jeremy, he would have broke his arm. Yeah, especially because he's places. already broken my rib, broken my shoulder. Like he has done this to me. Jeremy, oh, do you need help? Yeah, <laughs> you can tell us. You can just you know, blink really fast. Good, good love, but um, but uh, I think that's no. what. Um, I think that's what. That's like a sign, Jeremy. No, it's he loves me. He loves so, me. Yeah, he loves pudding, me. pudding. I've got a Chad. little bit of Stockholm syndrome since I've been here. <laughs> oh my god. Um, but no, we made it a game. It was like 4 a.m. on our last two shooting nights or something like that. And, and me and Margo would, would um, do rounds of sticking stickers on his back. And, and Renee and, and, and Kathy would jump on. And, and basically, whoever got the most stickers, then the loser would, would owe them a six-pack of beer. So oh, nice. I had to get I'm going to just beers. come clean here. I only did it once. Because I was so scared. And like Chad, after, Chad, don't listen to her. She did it a hundred times. It was all her. No, after I did it, I was like, I'm not doing that again. That was terrifying. It wasn't She's like even worth it. It wasn't even fair because anytime I was around, he knew and he would just look at me. He knew I was around. He just knew. No. Margo won Margo. every time. Yeah. Also, yeah, I feel like she has the least the monitor. She has the le least to lose out of everyone. Like, what's he gonna do? Yeah. Be like, Margo? Yeah. 
Yeah. She'd like come up behind him and put, you know, put a hand on his back and go, uh, Chad, you know, I have, I have a question. Yeah. Question about this next partner. Sure. What am I going to be doing here? And do I come in from over there? Like she just, she played oh it God. so good. <laughs> That's so funny. Got to be casual. It's the Australian chump. What can I say? As a fellow Australian, yeah. I'm basically Margot Robbie. So oh, did you say chump? Chump. Australian chump. A chum. Mm, um, yeah, right. Love those stories. Renee, do you have a fave? I do. And I think, um, I think it's all going to be encompassing just the, the last two weeks of reshoots. Um, it was just one of those times where it was a, it was a total grind for everyone. Uh, it was all nights. It was long days. One week I worked 90 hours. Ooh. Do you get like a plaque at the hours. end? Do they give you a plaque? Like, congratulations, you're exhausted. Credit. She looked like she worked 90 hours. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Cheer. No, it was, uh, no, it was uh, everyone. Everyone worked so hard and really, you know, put their heart and soul into it. And I think by the end, like, it it was one of those things where it was like it all ba- it bonded us all. Like, yeah. our stunt team, the actors, like the just everyone you. <laughs> you know and um and margo was uh, she's so professional and she was so serious the whole shoot towards the end once we really started getting to like almost the end i saw her laugh so much which was really awesome you know like she's laughing she was like bringing candy in for everyone you know like it was just really really awesome to see that and it um yeah it was just one of those times where it was just <laughs> A really difficult shoot but in the end it was you know we we all you know did something that we were proud of um awesome <laughs> well i do you know you guys are like awesome in the industry it's so awesome if anyone wants to get into stunt stunting or fight coordinating do you have advice for like how they can Stay out, Stay out. <laughs> <laughs> is that is that the your vault, the full <laughs> Unfortunately, there's not really um, one place you can go and kind of um, get into the industry or take classes um, as far as um, like there's no stunt. There are stunt schools. There's no like really, you know, a highly reputable stunt school I would recommend going to. Um, But uh, yeah, it's uh, one of those things where you kind of just got to meet someone and, you know, ask them questions and listen and take their advice and train hard. Sounds like an app opportunity. (laughs) meet someone stunt app meet someone and get into stunt sorry i keep cutting you off is there like an uber for stunt people where you just call one and they come to your house and like do a cool fight scene and they go (laughs) no that's yeah that's you guys have had really interesting careers and we are not worthy it's definitely good to get insight like um how much you guys all the work you guys put in for you know, you guys don't, I don't think you guys get the credit you deserve, but hopefully it's getting better and better. Ooh, that just reminded me of a question. That. Do you guys have like the equivalent of like an Academy Award category? <laughs> no, it's something that um, is in, hopefully in the works. And there's a lot of um, organizations and committees um, working on that. And you know what? I think it's great every time, you know, um, do stuff like this or um, like there's articles and you know, things like that, but basically bringing awareness to people that um, we are the only department that is not included in the Academy Awards. Yeah. We also have um, the Taurus Award. It's put on by Red Bull and the Taurus Foundation every year. Um, that is our big event uh, every year. Um, it's basically, um, you know, you can submit clips from the year or people nominate. And, um, it's basically, you know, the peers vote on 
you know, different categories like hardest hit, um, best car chase, best fight scene. Oh, best those are all great. Firework. Yeah, yeah it, it's always a lot of fun. I always really love um, watching the clips and it, I always have a very proud moment of like, wow, like, there's some really incredible people in this room and I am get to be here, you know, witness it. That's so great. I mean, you've also had a pretty amazing career. Um, when Jeremy was like, I'll bring an extra guest to the podcast. I was like, don't you fucking dare tell me how to run my podcast, Jeremy. <laughs> and then he was like, oh, it's this girl. And I looked her up. You look, I looked you up, Renee, and I was like, so Jeremy, if you get busy, like, don't even worry about it. Like, we got Renee. <laughs> like, I know you're, yeah, it's all good. Um, no, but we're super stoked to, to have you guys. And so, yeah, we usually sort of wind up the podcast uh, by... Shouting out a random member of the crew. So Renee, you kind of jumped the gun there. Uh, do you want to just quickly say the names? And I don't know if you have someone else that you thought of, but do you want to say the names of the hair and makeup people again? Sure, I'd love to. Yeah. Um, so Adrutha Lee and Deb Danover, they were the head um, of hair and makeup, the department heads. And then also um, in hair, Cassie and Margarita. Uh, and then in makeup, Sabrina Wilson, Julie Miho, um, and Nicole Amos um big nice, big nice. hair makeup team on this yeah <laughs> and and that so wasn't including the people who had to deal with the guys with the masks which they were awesome as well putting our tattoos on oh nice, nice. yeah um, it takes a, it takes a village uh it, jeremy it sounds like you have someone in mind oh i'm gonna go way outside the field and shout out uh my good friend alex martini um I don't think she gets enough credit. Yeah. Uh, she she kind of runs the uh, base camp. Uh, I, I don't know. I don't think she's a PA. I think she's like a second unit AD or second AD. But she kind of rounds up all the PAs, all the people who do all the grunt work that, that nobody appreciates and, and uh, gets things going and moving on the set. Like um, she was awesome. There were so many stunt people that had to clock in and out every day, you know, going to makeup, hair and they did a really good job dealing with a bunch of stunt people who are basically a bunch of full-grown five-year-olds who don't know yes. how to listen <laughs> yes. and uh, got us all, uh, uh, you know, round up and ready to be on set. And um, she made the process of checking in and, and, you know, getting breakfast and all that. She made sure we were fed. She made sure, you know, she, she um, our, our, our times mom. were right. She was Aww. great. She was our she onset was awesome. mom. No, she's yeah. amazing definitely and if angel. i had to like yeah no she was awesome shout out yeah. to her you know yeah. people... and that's a very difficult job and it's a difficult job to do calmly and she did yeah, and she, she did, did it with flying colors um yeah. yeah i was smoking back then i think we both smoked like two packs a day together but uh <laughs> but uh no 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 she was she was so awesome and um she made everything go smoothly and and i don't think anybody appreciated her on set need people like that thank you for your contribution to the yeah. film um david has a person i mean i'm going easy but you know it's what i wanted to do i'm just gonna thank you guys again renee and jeremy oh. for because you know just looking at what you guys have all done not just on this film but you know i'm a huge movie buff uh actor myself so just seeing all the stuff that you guys have worked on and done some you know monster films that have entertained me for years so i just want to thank the both of you and like i said um i don't think you guys get enough credit and hopefully that changes and people start to look more in depth at um everybody that touches films that they really care about so thank you guys 
I feel like David should thank have gone so last much. because he did a big thank you. I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna take it back to costume. <laughs> Fuck you, David. We didn't talk about this. I'm gonna thank someone um, in costume and war- wardrobe named Megan Gray. Um, you guys may not have met her. She was, according to IMDb, the assistant costume designer. And, you know, the costumes on this were really, really fun. Oh, my God. Like, just everything, like, Margot's character was in was, like, there was, like, a like a blazer I loved. Um, and Megan, actually, you guys have kind of crossed – well, you will cross paths. Again, she is apparently working on Matrix 4 as a, an assistant costume designer as well. And she worked on the OA, which was nice. also a very yeah. cool TV show. Um, but very weird. But very cool. <laughs> um, yeah that's that's the podcast you guys mm-hmm. so thanks so much awesome. again i mean mm-hmm. it's a we are film fans you know i loved this movie i'm so glad we got to talk about it is there a spot where we can tell people where to check them out at yeah like, guys, you guys plug yourself plug your igs or twitter or, or if they're private yeah. yeah whatever um my instagram is at germ skills j-e-r-m-s-k-i-l-l-z that's it don't reach me out. Don't reach out to me any other way, please. <laughs> please don't. Please don't call me. Um, and uh, this is embarrassing. I don't. Um, okay, I think I know mine. Uh, my Instagram <laughs> is Renee R E N A E Moneymaker underscore seven zero seven. I think you what, can also made up was was Renee Moneymaker taken? And then you had to add, add the underscore. You know, I am uh, <laughs> sorry. I, uh, it used to be Pink Skrilla. It used to be so many things. Oh, no. Money make her smile. Money make her smile. Amazing. Well, thanks for joining us, guys. Um, we really appreciate you. And we can't wait to see the stuff that you do in the future. And we can't wait to, you know, just know more about stunts. Like you said, I feel like it's people are starting to know about it. It's exciting. Yeah. Can't, can't wait to watch you guys work and theaters i'm missing movie theaters a lot right now so can't wait to check you guys out on the big screen thank you awesome. thanks thank for, you having guys us. for having us jeremy thanks for recruiting me yeah i mean i always run out of shit to say so, <laughs> so check your fridge make sure that milk is taken out gross milk is gross that's our show thanks for listening peeps bye guys bye